And hello, we are here on a holiday weekend, and um, it's a bit of a skeleton crew, as you can see, as because of the holiday weekend. Hopefully, um, Jim can join us later. If not, we will have a nice, intimate game tonight of Great American Witch. I actually have a script. I should use it. Uh, we are on session three of the Great American Witch. And uh, I think everybody has audio now. I'm looking forward to this because um, we're starting to get into the swing of who these characters are and some of the conflicts they're going to be dealing with during this season. Um, we are running Great American Witch, which is adapted from the Great American Novel RPG. Um, and this is an actual play on the Happy Jacks RPG Network. To catch up on past episodes, there's 0, 1, and 2 before this. Uh, go to happyjacks.org Great American Witch and find all of the other shows on Happy Jacks also at happyjacks.org slash shows. I am Christopher Gray. You can find me at christopher.world and the Great American Witch is actually in beta. It's still being developed. It's kind of on the home stretch. Uh, but if you'd like to more, if you would like to know more information about it, you can find info at greatamericanwitch.com. And now our, uh, our two players tonight uh, do you want to take it away, Emily? I would love to. Hi, I'm Emily Vanderwerf. Uh, I play the character of Abigail Hawks, who is the craft of Hecate. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Koo, and I am playing Albert, who is the craft of the spider grandmother. Also in our cast are Mac and Jim. They are both uh, out tonight, so we are going to have a tight group, and we were, we're going to probably dive into places that we wouldn't be able to go otherwise, so I'm looking forward to seeing how this goes. Hopefully nobody levels a city. I'm looking at you, Joe. Hey, man. You made that an option. I'm just going to make so. everybody a zombie, which is apparently a thing I can do, so I'm just going to... Yeah, oh, that's that, gonna happen. Gives me a good reason to level a city, do I? <laughs> right. Okay, cool. Um, so I'm gonna stop fiddling with. There's something weird going on on OBS that I'm trying to fix, and I'm thinking maybe I should just let it be there, and so we can get started. All right, let's do a real quick recap. So um, the coven is a, um, as you all should know by now in charge of a halfway house in Salem, Indiana, which is a, an old Midwest town that has had a lot of economic and social problems over the years. Uh, the coven has taken in a um, runaway witch who is also a therianthrope, um, a raven, a were-raven in particular. And uh, she has had a lot of problems because she discovered she was a witch and she's in a family of witch hunters. So the coven has brought her in uh, there was an attempt to get her back from uh, uh, from another coven who um, was working with the Raven folk to keep them from hunting the mundanes in Salem. So this deal is sort of up in the air. And the the good news is uh, the the young girl, uh, well, fifteen year old girl, teenage girl, is uh, is is safe and living with the coven at the halfway house, which is uh, Salem's hearth. And uh, the bad news is that uh, the powers that be still need to meet and decide how to get rid of her family in a way that isn't traumatic to her. 
uh, and in a way that doesn't cause too much attention to the covens. Um, and all of this right before uh, there is a um, solar eclipse of the sun coming on winter solstice, attracting all of the witches of America and the Seven Sisters, who are the administrative body of organized witchcraft, all to Salem. So um, this is a very, very tricky time. Uh, tricky also because it's uh, Thanksgiving. And um, the the church uh, in, in the community, uh, which is called Harvest Hill Church, the mega church, and they want to work with this halfway house on you know doing some sort of Thanksgiving event. It's also come to light that this church is probably in the market for acquiring this halfway house, maybe, and has been fielding rumors from the county and everyone else who thinks that there are some evil devil-worshipping people operating this halfway house. So there's a lot of drama happening. Um, We have quite a bit going on. I think we're going to do this session uh, the the day before Thanksgiving. Our last session was the Monday before Thanksgiving, so this would be Wednesday. Um, This has been a hectic time for those affiliated with the church because there's a lot of programs in the community around Thanksgiving. Uh, This also would be a hectic time in the halfway house because many people, mundane especially, but also others, uh, make their way to the halfway house during this time. Um, also, there is a big cleanup happening at the halfway house so there's, uh, in preparation for all of the witches of uh, the world coming in in the coming weeks. So so a very hectic, uh, kind of confusing time. Um, one of the uh, leading members of the coven, uh, Cabe, has been working at all, uh, all hours in the courthouse and some of the legal offices around town trying to figure out what to do about the raven kind. Uh, and he has been working with this now sort of loosely ally- allied um, coven uh, led by a man named Joseph. Uh, and they are working together to try to figure out what to do politically or legally about the raven kind. And so he has not been around. Uh, also, nobody has seen Mel, uh, another younger member of the coven, uh, since Monday. Uh, she went out that night and and did not return. This is extremely unlike Mel. She has been living at the coven for every day, every night, and has been one of the... She's, she's almost such a fixture that she ends up becoming like the front desk clerk, kind of accidentally most of the time. So... Uh, There is some anxiety probably about that. Um, And so really the only two people around (laughs) right now uh, amidst the strangers and all the other activity are are the two people we see before us. So um, we're going to, as we normally do, start with a montage of um, Wednesday morning, the day before Thanksgiving. And we're going to decide, uh, you know, what you're doing. And to remind you of the montage, you do have some narrative control. So if you want to introduce truths into our story, you can do it now. Um, This is your opportunity to sort of set the stage for your character and what they're doing, and then we'll kind of decide what to do next. Who's first? Is that a good recap? Did I miss anything? No. I think you got it all. Uh, Very important. The Olive Garden is... (laughs) Oh. The the safe the safe point. Yeah, the strategic <laughs> I insist the cannon 
from from now on. It's oh, too good. Emily paid for it last time. It is it is canon. That is the neutral spot. A mm-hmm. charm was paid for that. You all have one charm because he showed up today. Uh, Jim and um, and Mac do not have charm today. I mean, they they have charm. They have charm, but they don't have charm today. Excellent. Um, I guess that I will say, uh, yeah, montage, uh, in terms of montage, uh, I think we see Abigail, uh, sneaking out of her house super early in the morning. She still lives with her parents getting in her car, uh, uh, has the blinker on to turn into the church parking lot because this is a time when she should be doing stuff at the church, but and I think she your sits there. Talk to you about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did, and she sits there for a long moment, and then she turns the blinker off and heads toward the halfway house. Yeah. Okay. So she's making a decision. Cool. Just for a little while. And, and you do have veterinary control. So, I mean, is there something you want to add with regards to your family um, about this, or is this is this all unclear right now? Um. Yeah, I'm going to say same um I'm going to say that my mother has recently died. Oh. Uh within the last couple of years. And um the family is sort of putting itself back together after that. Okay. So when he was talking to you about your mother last week, he was or a couple of weeks ago, he was really talking about how you haven't visited the where she was buried. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, it's it's a thing that Abigail is struggling to put behind her. Yeah. Okay. Um, and your father's probably trying to act like it didn't happen to some extent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to put that as a conflict on the board, but it's only a conflict that you can confront. Nobody else can confront this one. Oh, we won't be confronting it. <laughs> Abigail likes to bury things. Uh, Abigail's also Hecate. Yeah, oh, this is true, yes. <laughs> and for the viewers, Hecate means she is really plugged into the other side. Uh, so, yeah, there's a green conflict now on the board that um, I will share the screen so other people can see it. Um, uh, Abigail's mother has passed is, is a conflict that only Abigail can confront. Okay, so... Uh, what about is it Albert? We don't know. We don't know. Um, last we left Albert, um, he has a ritual that he does every day and night. He walks up to one of the threads that hangs in his room, like spider webs everywhere. One of them looks exactly like this. It says Albert. Um, and last we left him, this tag was on the floor, and he seemed very puzzled about what that tag meant. Um. But before I go into montage mode, do we know roughly how far away the eclipse is? Or is that kind of it's, undefined it's happening at the moment? on solstice, so December 22nd? Okay. Uh, I'd need to look up the date. I can't remember if it's 20 okay. or 22nd. But it will be, it'll be exactly the same day, right? Yeah, like, it's happening. That's okay. why it's significant, because it's yeah. happening on the solstice. So it's uh, it'll cool. be you know in the morning sometime. Um, they're expecting okay. the, uh, the phase to start in the last as long as they do um but it'll right. be in, under complete cover yeah okay <laughs> uh, and cool. this you know there is common knowledge that uh, solstice will bring uh 
uh, I think I said before, magic to 11. So it goes outside right. of normal capacity. Um, right. And and that's that could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Okay. Cool. That sets the tone. Okay. Um, I'm going to start uh, Albert's montage with him having put the tag back into the correct space. Um, the room is again organized and the threads that were on the ground have now been, you know, laced back up. But what's different is Albert seems a bit stronger this morning. He seems a bit more youthful. Um, you can see you can see he's you know holding himself a bit more upright his skin's a bit more clear there's a few less wrinkles also um something's something's working for him um he starts the morning with reflecting on that tag and for a moment he kind of freezes there and the truths that i want to bring in will be that this morning there was a very very small earthquake centered pretty much just around where the halfway house is nothing big just a super tiny tremor um and this is what woke albert up and then he's he's realizing that he had caused that tremor in his sleep and he's very concerned about um the, the the coming solar eclipse and Albert's latent abilities um, that he's been keeping in check. He's he's concerned that he might lose control, and he's wondering what that would mean. Uh oh. Okay, so um, I just googled Midwest earthquakes. It doesn't look like it happens very often. No not common out there so was this uh, a, a tremor or was it like a or no it was it was like like it would feel like a, a train passing by if you were at the station like kind of like just a low rumble but it was definitely not natural okay so uh the u.s geological office is probably going to be descending upon salem now <laughs> maybe <laughs> I'm taking a note just in case. Okay, uh, so uh, the morning uh, is cold. It has been snowing. Um, it started snowing on Monday and hadn't really stopped until today. So there's a couple inches, probably four, six inches of snow on the ground, and it's that really cold ice air that happens after a snowstorm, especially on a day like today where it's blue skies. So everything's just cold and crystally. Um, not unusual for this time of year, but it is kind of an early snow. Um, and that's when uh, Abigail arrives inside the halfway house. Now, um, the first thing that she sees is uh, Raven is sitting on the reception desk with her legs crossed, um, and and she's she's looking. Kind of, I mean, she always kind of looks a little down, um, and I think that's sort of the way she is. But she's looking especially down right now, um, and she has in her hands uh, a microwave bowl of of uh, instant oatmeal, um, and she's kind of poking around with it and not really eating. Um, 
but you know just the ritual of having the the oatmeal bowl seems to be making her feel better and she's kind of warming herself up with it um and she doesn't even look up when abigail comes in um <clears throat> abigail uh looks over at, at raven and uh is like hey hey girl how how you doing you uh look like you've got something on your mind Is the church going to be doing their event here tomorrow? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard the latest negotiations, but I just came from there, and it didn't sound like they were planning on it. Abigail says, lying. I didn't know it was going to be hard to leave them. Oh, your your family. Yeah, that's that's really hard. Um, like, you could still see them, though. I mean, once things are safe, right? I, I don't think so. Uh, we are. We spend our lives hiding who we are. Yeah. And if they leave this town, I'll never see them again something about that spoke to Abigail deeply. We won't say what. Um, Well, I know what that's like. I feel like my parents don't know how to look at me either. And I don't know how to talk to them. And we all just kind of sit around and like eat around the same table and never say anything meaningful. And like that's hard and I'm sorry if you have to to deal with that too but you do have a family here I mean I know it's not the same but it can be good okay um, so we're we're in a uh, we'll call this a mundane chapter because I don't expect that there will be any conflict escalating necessarily Um, and Mm -hmm. if it does we'll transfer the chapter Um, but it's it, 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 I think this would be a role because you're, you're trying to make her feel better, right? And th- mm-hmm. This is probably uh, this could go a different way. I, I think it's probably going to be mercy either way. So I, either this is a befriend role or a uh, depending on what you're trying to accomplish, a protect. Yeah, I'm going to say befriend. That sounds closest to what I'm doing. Okay, and you're confronting Ooh. the conflict. Raven is upset. Uh, I got a 10. Okay. Uh, that means you get a charm, because you got a 10+. plus. That also means you have narrative control. Um, and I'm going to let you decide whether this fixes her, or, in other words, is the conflict resolved, like you were able to kind of pull her out of her funk, or is it subdued, and that it might come back? It's subdued. It's it's. I feel as though, as though this is not a thing that we're going to get over through one rah-rah speech from yeah. Abigail. <laughs> right. uh, but it does, like, it does sort of uh, uh, set it aside enough. And um, Abigail uh, pulls out uh, her own packet of instant oatmeal and is pouring it into a bowl and looks over it at uh, Raven. And Abigail is still in guy mode. Uh but there are a few people here. She doesn't mind seeing her that way, and Raven's one of them. So she's like, hey, what do you think I should wear today? I, I think you've dressed too brightly. 
That's a fair criticism. I get that from Mel a lot too, but uh, yeah, let's just sit and have some oatmeal together. We don't even have to talk. Okay, we can cut then to um, Albert. Very lithely just walks out of his room and you hear his footfalls. They're a bit quicker and heavier than usual. And he walks down and he immediately says, good morning. And there seems to be a youthfulness to his voice, even his appearance. And he's just kind of here. It's like, good morning. Good. Abigail. Good morning. Raven. Have you eaten? I'm in the mood for pancakes. I'm having some of this apples and cinnamon oatmeal um, that is terrific from the packet. Suit yourselves. Um, Albert begins to immediately um, gather materials for pancakes. And as he's um, gathering the ingredients, um, putting the eggs into the bowl and stirring again, he kind of he does this motion of stirring and stirring and he loses himself for a moment. And as he's watching the eggs, you know, treat that centrifugal vortex in the bowl, he starts to see an image of a cyclone, a mega tornado, not just a tornado. It's, it's a flaming tornado. And in that tornado are thousands of little black flapping forms in incinerating, burning and then he snaps out of it and continues to stir yo uh, raven was asking where mel is um we haven't seen her for a couple days and i know you know maybe she's off doing something cool but it's not like her to be gone this long i could check to make sure that she's okay um, Albert is going to read the skies. He's in Mother right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be a magic rule. Yeah. Uh, Divination is gone. Yes. Um, and it's, a, it's a, a divination, I'm assuming, in Mother? Yes, divination. So in Mother, I have see all possible futures as a result of present actions or decisions. I'm kind of, I'm, I want to see if there's something we need to do for Mel, if she's in trouble, or if it's going to be okay if she we give her space to let her do whatever she's doing. And... Oh, that's a six. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) You're reading the the skies, right? I mean, you're looking out the kitchen window, basically. Yes. It's bright blue skies. um, And you see a uh, a murder of crows come over, which you've been seeing a lot of crows lately, so that's not unusual. But among the crows is a dove. And um, you you have this vision of a middle-aged woman... Um, smiling at you and uh, you can tell that this woman is uh, some sort of supernatural creature 
and there's an immense amount of hatred and power coming from her, and then there's fear coming from Mel. But you can't tell where or what it is and where they are. You just know that it is the fear of Mel that you're... And it's not like uh, life, I'm afraid. It's the it's sort of more of an existential fear or a dread. Yeah. And um, and that yeah, the dove is flying with crows. I relay all of this to Abigail and Raven. And Melo is gone. Is still a conflict on the board. Do you uh, have the uh, uh, her phone number? Can one of us try to reach her? I th- think I have. Yeah, I think I have it, and I can. I guess I can text her. I guess we could call, but that's scary too. Um, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll text her real quick. She usually gets back to me pretty quickly, um, and so uh, they're actually. If you look at the the list of text messages, it's just like Abigail sending endless notes, and then Mel every so often is like, yes. No, <laughs> I shouldn't say that because, but like, that's just my imagination of how they would interact. So, uh, Abigail, <laughs> Abigail sends out, uh, you know, several, several text messages that are just like, you know, where are you? How you doing? We got some interesting news about you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, ignoring that there are texts coming in, I'm sure. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um. Actually, the texts have been rather quiet from... Oh, good. Jocelyn. Well, sure everything's fine. <laughs> um, you are seeing texts from... Uh, well, you're, wait, that's the wrong phone. Uh, is your other phone on? Uh, yes, but it's on It's on total silent. But yeah, if okay. I pulled it out, I would see it. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, only if you pull it out. But if you do, you're going to see lots of texts from your father. Um, I will check it at some point in the next third half hour and see that but we can move on yeah okay <laughs> all right so the um the pancakes are made uh raven seems okay i mean she's she's sort of a little upset but she's you know trying to put on a happy face and uh, she says so uh what when if the church is coming tomorrow w- w- am i supposed to hide what's supposed to, what are we going to do about that what would you like to do? I don't want to be around those people. Abigail, thinking about how this church probably would not be good if she was here, is like, well, why don't we? Um, why don't we go somewhere, just you and me? Where? I don't know. Like, there's a twenty-four hour diner over in. Uh, name of nearby town <laughs> there's the 24-hour diner over in uh uh bloomington and uh we could go there maybe just have thanksgiving dinner together i don't really want to see my family do you no yeah let's just go we'll go together it'll be great okay all right i'm, I'm gonna go to my room okay you uh let me know if you need anything all right cool Okay. So she shuffles off to her room. Um, you know, relatively speaking, that's she. She seems to be in a good place compared to what she was like earlier this week. Um, you know, beyond the veil, veil about to crush a witch and summoning a horde of ravens. But other than mm-hmm. that, 
Oh, she had crows. It's odd. I, I know. We're getting our our birds mixed up. <laughs> okay, so um, all right. So now it's just the two of you in the kitchen. Uh, pancakes are cooking. Uh, kind of a quiet time, uh, and that's when the phone rings. Uh, I'll answer the phone. Why not? I'm right here. It's almost like you can smell his cologne through the phone. Oh, shit. Um, I think I actually do say, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> like when Abigail is, like, I, I do think that, and you can tell me if I need to spend charm for this, I do think that there are certain, like, protections around the house where, like, if Abigail is just, like, talking to somebody on the phone, or if somebody just, like, looks at her offhand, she's just going to kind of look like a different person but like mm-hmm. if if she really gets engaged in something then people will see who she yeah. is so yeah yeah you can spend a charm for that if you like charm spent okay we did that a long time ago good for us <laughs> um, smart idea we had <laughs> first um, thing we did yeah so yeah she she picks up and and is like hello um uh harvest hearth uh hi yeah uh, this is uh alex hale i am a uh uh, youth minister at at uh, Harvest Hill Church, and um, we are looking to uh, get our supplies together for tomorrow. And I wanted to know about how many settings do you think we're going to need? Uh, place settings. Uh, how many mouths are we going to be feeding? Um, so Abigail knows the longer she talks to this guy, the more likely he is to read her, but also she wants to probably just get off the phone. Well, um, maybe two, three dozen, just let's say 30 to be safe. Okay. All right. Uh, do you know if there are any concerns around, uh, dietary restrictions or if there's, you know, folk that don't eat meat or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, some vegan entrees would be good. Maybe five. Uh, now, you sound a little familiar. Have we talked before? Uh, you met me when you came the first time. Yeah, we chatted then. Okay. Uh, okay, so we're going to have some vegan, uh, 30, uh, 36, let's just call it, settings. And uh, I think we're going to need uh, use of your kitchen, just, you know, not to cook, but to keep things warm. You have... Uh, can you give me an idea? I mean, I, I didn't really get a good look in there. I was sort of rushed off, to be honest. And uh, I'd just like to know if uh, if you have uh, if we need to bring in some hot plates, things of that nature. Uh, no, we have a pretty big oven. I think we'll be fine. Okay, all right. And so I guess we will plan on coming around ten o'clock. Sounds perfect. I'll let everybody know. Now, if we uh. I, I know that you don't. You're not a religious institution, but it, you know, would there be a problem if uh, pastor uh, the pastor comes in and says a few words, reads from scripture? Uh, we welcome all holy texts here at Salem's Hearth. So sure. Okay. Well. Well. That's that's just great. Okay. Well. Uh, you know. Happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you tomorrow at ten. Lovely. Hangs up. And then realizes, like, all the stuff she agreed to. <laughs> uh, just to get him off the phone. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, I put the conflict on the table, but I don't think we need it. I think it just is what it is. <laughs> so, um, 30 people. So there are um, probably more guests than usual. Um 
and they are, you know, the, the homeless or the ones that are just trying to get away from family. And so I would guess there's probably actually about a dozen people staying at the halfway house right now. Mundanes. Um, and you can expect some more. So it's probably, it's probably a good amount. Uh, but if you needed to drum up some more, it would be good too, because it's going to be not that full. <laughs> and this is Alex. So he's looking for kids that he can bring to the church. He always is. Um, I'm going to go tell Albert. I'm just going to go tell Albert, you know, without Cabe around and um, with a lot of other stuff going on and me, I assume, I assume Albert has some degree of knowledge of that. Abigail has a connection to the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so she's just going to fill him in on all that and be like, um, if you need me to figure out a way to change that, I probably can. This might actually be exactly what we needed. Oh, we have a chance to bring them into our hearth and I'll have a chance to sit down in front of him and read his heart. Well, maybe we can find a way to create some common ground after all. Um, and if it doesn't work, I could just like set him on a path that will lead to doom and destruction. So win-win. Albert is very pleased with that, but he's pretending like, oh, don't, don't do that. But secretly, he's very pleased. Um, I promised Raven that we'd get her far away from here so that the church wouldn't see her. So I'm going to take her over to Bloomington. We're going to go to um, the, uh, the corner kitchen there and uh and have some some thanksgiving dinner there um kind of ducking out on you i know but i think it's important that we keep raven safe before you ladies leave perhaps we should enact a a coven spell you're probably not familiar with that but this being a sanctuary for the lost we have to make sure that those under our care are not going to come to any harm and those who would seek them will not find them. Uh, Albert's going to suggest we do a coven ritual. Um, I think one of our coven rituals is um, all in maiden, all witches who complete the rite cannot be found by any person with malevolence over the next lunar month. Uh, I don't know how that works. <laughs> Mechanically. Uh, you, you need at least three. Uh, oh, we need at least three. Uh, Would Raven I, be able to, or do we need a, an original no, member? No, you need, you need somebody else. It, 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 you know, technically she could probably do it, but she doesn't mm. have control of her magic, and you would probably yeah. not want her to do it. Okay. I'm just trying to think. <laughs> Albert is not... Um, he doesn't want anything else happening to Raven. Um, but Albert has business and he's not going to go with on that trip. And he feels like the girls having a girl's day out would be really good. So um, instead, he's going to say, keep her safe. Okay. And while you're spending time with her, perhaps you can determine what kind of craft she would be best suited for. This yeah. is something that a witch would struggle with alone, but having someone that's 
been part of a coven that could be of great support for her. Okay. And I mean, we'll hit some of the Black Friday sales. It'll be great. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Seriously. Um, so what would it be? Okay. So what, what do you want be? to do now? I feel like I want to get more from Abigail's family. And by now she's probably checked her text messages <laughs> on the other phone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, your father asking you where you are. Um, we have a lot of work to do. We're shorthanded. Please come. You know, you're not answering your phone. I'm going to just text back and be like, uh, uh, I offered to help Alex with the thing at the halfway house. So I'm over here. Okay. Uh, there's there's the ellipses after a while. And, he, and, and then it's sort of, okay, all right, that's fine. Um, just if when you're done there, come back to the church. Yeah, great. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> and does the exhalation and sets aside the phone. Um, yeah. Okay, we are now um, in a menace chapter. Yeah. All of a sudden. Uh, so, what are your aspects? Uh-oh. Uh Let's see. I think Abigail's in a pretty. Yeah, I think Abigail's in a pretty, um, I, the word I want to use is bouncy, <laughs> bouncy place. <laughs> so I'm going to say maiden. Okay. Okay. Um, without metagaming, <laughs> <laughs> um, Albert is in mother. Mm-hmm. Um, he's feeling hopeful. He's feeling youthful. He's energized. He's a bit off kilter, bothered by a few things, but he's in, he's in mother. Well, um, you hear what sounds like somebody falling down uh, in Raven's room upstairs. I run up. Uh, Abigail, are you going up there too? Yes, I. I yeah, I think I think so. Yes. Okay. Uh, doors closed. Raven. There's the sound of muffling coming from the other side of the door. Uh, if we pull on the knob, does anything happen? Cold. The knob is cold. <laughs> Uh, this seems like my department. <laughs> just, just without knowing, just seems like maybe, maybe there's a, something I should do. So I, I knock real quick and be like, uh, Raven or the anybody is else? Sounding a little bit desperate. Okay. Um, I'm going to see if I can open the door and force my way in. You come in, the window is open. Um, and the, the drapes are sort of blowing with this cold air. Raven is underneath the uh, window. Her bed's been toppled over. And as startling as all of that might be, it, it, what's more startling is that there are well over a hundred crows in here. Yeah, that's Covering good. the floors, the wall, the furniture, the dresser, her. And she is pulling a crow out of her mouth in extreme agony. And it's flapping away from her. Her fingers are bloody. She looks terrified and torn up. Oh, God. Um, Raven, where, what happened? Where did they all come from? And she's starting to... Another crow is coming out. Jesus Christ. Um, 
Uh, I, I step aside so Albert can hopefully. Um, yeah, Albert is. He's going to do a blessing. The subject will be able to call upon the help of nearby animals and wildlife to assist and protect them. He's like the intent here is to communicate with these ravens, get their side of what's going on. Like, are they here against their will? Are they being called to Raven? What's the sitch? Um, okay, uh, you are confronting Raven has issues. Yes. I don't think that we've shown the desktop recently. There it is. There it is. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Ooh, come on. There we go. Eight. Okay. Um, the fact that you can connect to the ravens startles them. Mm. Uh, and they're not there on their own volition. It's almost like they've just been created. Mm. And Manifested. They okay. flock out in this swarm. And, and the camera, when you see the camera watches it from the outside, it's just a swarm of them flying off into the blue sky. And she's left with just one. And this is a white raven. And she's just staring at it. Her face mm-hmm. is kind of torn up. She is mm-hmm. bloody. She is in pain and desperate and scared. And she's staring at this white raven. Okay. Um, do I get any sense that she's creating all of this and that's causing her pain? That's okay. probably what's happening. As a success, I'll give that to you. Yeah, this okay. is just happening without her uh, yeah. will, but she's yeah. the one doing it. Albert is not going to say anything really, but he is going to very calmly and slowly just sit down next to her. And he's just kind of zoning in, being a presence of calm, of stability, and waiting for Raven to say the next words. But until she does, he's just going to sit next to her, be with her in this moment, like to kind of ground her. Um, would that be a role to befriend uh you can uh there is no conflict in place so we can oh, okay. escalate this and create a new conflict in which i'll give you a charm where you spend a charm and they can go after raven has issues again um i'd like to do that okay all right so yes that would be a um uh oh i've forgotten the moves uh, rally befriend befriend thank you befriend Ooh, i get a okay it's a mercy okay no bonus, but no minus. <laughs> Just barely seven. Mm-hmm. Natural. That snaps her out of her. What? What you could? What has got just to be shock? Mm-hmm. The white raven yeah, flies right. out, and it's like it's um, it's coming at Abigail. Right. Um. You know, it, it's not attacking. It's just you're in the way. Oh, okay. I'll I'll. D- d- duck it's, just, it's huge i mean these things are like you know these are big birds yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and, no. and they, it flies right past you. you can feel the impact of its wings batting out as it's going into the rest of the house sure um and she is transforming into a raven and the wings are coming out and the beak is swimming out and she is now just kind of like closing in on herself um and you, you know you albert you recognize that as being a defense mechanism 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's not, I think you calmed her down enough that she just was able to get out of her shock state mm-hmm. and to go into her comfortable position, her comfortable okay. right. self. Okay. What the uh, hell yeah. was that? <laughs> Have you seen anything like that? Not in a very long time. You want to switch but, into meeting so that you can have more narrative control? Okay. I think you've subdued the menace for now. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, Let's go into meeting. So it goes much quicker think, with two players. <laughs> so do you think we can talk to her? Or like, yeah, Raven, are you in there? Can you talk to us? Or squawk to us? I'm going to gesture for Abigail to just come and have a seat with us on the on the floor. It's very cold okay. in here. The window is open. She's not reacting. She's um, kind of closed in on herself in raven form. Uh, I'm going to close the window, walk over and do that. Come on. Uh, and then, yeah, I'm going to sit. I, th- I think that, that is, I'm imagining that she's kind of on the floor by the bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sit on the bed and like, stroke the back of her feathery head yeah i mean you'll have to move the bed back down because it's been toppled but you can do that <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. right right yeah. Yeah. Well, well good work well we did it put things back in order a bit <laughs> i'll roll on that uh, <laughs> no no we're in a meeting you can make it so uh yeah okay so the uh the the bed is back down i'm sitting behind her and stroking the back of her feathery head Uh, the first stroke um, is met with a flinch, but after that, she calms down a bit. You're coming is, more into yourself, I see. Well, yeah, I really like helping Raven, but something about her is... Something about her, there's something in her that... It doesn't even scare me. It's just like I know there's more to her than we can figure out. And I think then even she can figure out. For most of her life, she was told that what she is, is unnatural. She's had to learn to hide the part of herself that makes her the most herself. This is perhaps the first time she's being encouraged to live truthfully. And as that happens, all of her past will haunt her. All of the times she's had to say no all of the time she's had to hide, pretend. All of that is coming to a head now. And what we can do is show her that it's safe. You're trying to get me to cry and I'm not going to cry. So there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, all those birds coming out of her mouth, that seems, I mean, that seems bad. That seems like she's got a lot of stuff inside of her that needs to get out. Maybe maybe she and I can talk tomorrow. Maybe I can help her figure that out tomorrow. She says softly, I'm not going anywhere. And she, her head, you had not noticed because you were talking together, her head kind of went back to her girl form, even though the rest of her body is still winged and feathered. And even part of her, her head, her head is more like a feathery mane. That she's sort of gently come back enough just to talk. Hey, you're back. Hi. What's... That's... You really scared us. Do you want to tell us what's going on? 
It was coming from inside. I couldn't stop them. Okay. Are you hurt? Do we need to like get you some medicine or or healing spells? Everything hurts. Okay. Um let's see. I'm going to um I'm gonna go and get the first aid kit. Albert, maybe you wanna, you know, see if there's something else that can should be done. And Abigail runs off to the bathroom. Albert is going to try to read the skies again, see if he can glean anything out of what's the best uh, next move for supporting Raven right now. Like, Albert's less concerned with what's right. He's more concerned with, like, what's best for Raven, um, even if it means she has to do something Albert doesn't like. He just wants to know what that is. Um so here goes another uh, role, I guess. Chief, we're in a meeting, so I can just give it oh, to you. Oh, can I just do that? You can just do it. Um, and okay. I can give it to you, or you can just come up with something yourself. Um, you have complete hit me with control. something, yeah. yeah uh, uh, if you have something to go with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, you get the sense that she needs to be um, in the wild for a while. Mm. Because she's containing too much of herself and her energy mm. to, to be okay. human. Mm. And you're getting the sense that she's way beyond only human. Yeah. And way beyond yeah. only which. There's something right. about her that's... Unique. That's being contained too much. Mm. Okay. Um. I return with the first aid kit. Um, and just like a, with a bag of... With a box of Band-Aids out. And like... It's pretty clear this needs more than band-aids, but Abigail has big, like, mom of a toddler energy. It's just, like, barreling in with, like, just band-aids and, and antiseptic and, and dental floss. Yeah, her wounds are superficial and mostly from claws and talons and things like okay. that. And so it's, um, you know, not going to require surgery, but it's definitely, she got ripped up for sure. Okay. Mm. Um well, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of the gauze and the, the stuff that will help sort of mop up some of the blood, and hopefully, and then uh, kind of put some bandages on the worst cuts. Um, Albert's going to try something here. He's he's going to reach into his pocket and pull out a Chinese finger trap, and he's just going to show Raven. Um, he puts his own fingers in and he starts to say, and I love these things because they teach such an important lesson in such a simple way. When we fight against something, it makes things constricted, tight, even painful if we strain against it. But when we lean in, when we start to accept, when we start to surrender, even, things flow, things open. Raven, when was the last time you took to the air and flew? I've never done that. Albert takes a deep breath 
he for a moment pictures the skies he synchronizes his breath and in a few moments some hawks start to fly into the room and they're just perched at the the windowsill these are friends of mine that I've known for a very long time they would love to fly with you does your speech work? you have narrative control I would like Raven to have agency. So I'm not going to force her, but I'm going to put that out there. Like, this is what I think is going on with you. So the white raven sweeps in from the hallway and lands on Albert's shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she looks at it and then at the hawks and opens the window and jumps out. Wings out. She's in that full, huge raven form. And from underneath her is a billowing swarm of countless, probably a thousand, coming out from underneath her, flying with her. And she's surrounded by them. And in moments, they're too far away to see. She's going to come back, right? There is such power, such potential in her. She may be beyond all of us. Okay. I didn't know people could turn into birds. So, like, that seems useful for her. I've encountered similar creatures, but never one that was also a witch. You can, like, see the future and stuff, right? Like, that's your deal? Yes, that is my deal. So, like, do you know what's coming for her? Like, what is happening? You know? See choices in front of a person. I can see what will likely happen depending on the choices they make, but I can never see past what choice a person chooses. Um, I bet you don't see any choices I have to make. I bet that is just a thing that has never occurred to come up in your whatever. Uh, yeah, I know. When you're ready to ask, I'll have the answer. The pancakes are getting cold. Yeah, you should go have your pancakes. Um, I'm going to sit here and wait for Raven to get back. She will. Um, so, uh, Abigail sits down at the little desk in the cold and, um, yeah. And looks, looks at her, her, looks at her phone to try to figure out something to say, to get out of going to the church today. Uh, but you know, it's, it's a big day for preparation. So she can't think of anything. She just stares at it. Uh, so let's, let's switch to a, uh, momentum mm. the um, the day passes and then the night is probably uh, that scene you see in movies where you're kind of like you know fading in and out of Abigail in various states of waiting you know, as, the, as the sun is there and now it's not and it's night and it's dark and uh, I don't know what Abigail's doing all of this time but at some point you know maybe falling asleep or who knows mm. um 
and uh, at last, at uh, a late hour, probably past midnight, Raven finally comes back. And she walks back uh, into the house as a 15-year-old girl. And Abigail, she, go ahead. Yeah, she just comes in uh, to the kitchen and opens the fridge to find something to eat. Abigail, come, hearing this, comes downstairs and is like, um, can I make you anything? Chicken soup? Yeah, we got, I think we got some of the canned stuff. Is that okay? Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, and indeed, well, I assume there's Campbell's chicken noodle soup in any good American halfway house. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she pulls out a, a, a can of it and starts up the burner on the stove, uh, puts the can into a pot and is like, you go anywhere interesting? I saw the ocean. That's a long way away. Which one, Atlantic or Pacific? Or, like, do you know stuff when you're a bird? Yeah, it, it was the Atlantic. Okay, great. What, how did you, uh, who are all those other ravens that were hanging out with you? I don't know. Yeah. It's almost like they're parts of me. Yeah. You know, if you want to talk about stuff, you can, like, you can call me at, like, four in the morning, anytime. I don't really need to be here. I think it's good for you to be here. Um, the White Raven is now inside the house and sitting on the countertop, or walking. Uh, is, so, like, is the White Raven telling you this? I don't know. Do, do you have a name, Mr. White Raven, sir? Ma'am? I call him Providence. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, how long have you known Providence? Did you just meet him today? Yeah. Um, I want to see what's the dealio with this guy. Uh, I don't know what to do to do that, though. You can do... Uh, if you If you don't have a divination spell, that makes sense. Uh-huh. You can do just a divination that you want to find out something, but it's at woe, which means you'll have to pick the bottom two of a three-sided die roll. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, and we we are in a, a momentum, so there's no uh, other effect, really. I, uh, I want to... So I have this spell that's commune with the dead with the ability to understand what they want or need even if they don't know it themselves and provide guidance for them. It doesn't seem quite that, but it's like on the same plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can push that a bit. You can do it. It just will be at woe. Okay. All right. Let's and, be at woe. Well. Confronting Raven has issues, which is still on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk to this Raven thing. So I'm, I'm making a few little adjustments on the fly to this, this uh, spell of mine. Uh, and... Let's find out how I do. Uh, oh God, I got um, I got a I got a ten. Wow! <laughs> I rolled a six and two fives. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so that means you have uh, that. What was that um, aspect? Was it mother? It was mother? Yes. So that means you have an experience in mother. Mm-hmm. If you do this two more times, mm-hmm. you'll end up. You can pick another spell from another craft. 
okay. added to your. No, anyway, that's a mother card, a mother spell. Cool. Uh, so yeah, this is experience. Yay! Is our first experience point. Um. So you have um, subdued that conflict. Uh, which means you have narrative control, uh, but since the conflict is still in play, uh, you really can't control the raven. Okay. Or the well, is. So it's sort of a weak narrative control. It means you can kind of control what it looks like, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe how the raven responds, but the information uh, you get and what happens, you don't, you don't really have control. That makes sense. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just do a cool spell and then we'll see what happens. Okay. Um, so uh, I know that I can talk to the afterlife at any given time. I know I can open portals to not portals, but I know I can open gates there. I can do all this stuff that lets me talk to the dead. And basically, what I'm doing is I figure this white raven is another super natural being so i'm like it's almost like a satellite receiver i'm taking like my ability to speak to the dead and like like pulling it out of whatever dead place there is and like bouncing it off the ravens that the raven like mm-hmm. i can communicate with it through like the energy of this uh, other power um and uh yeah i look at it and try to do the badass like crossing my arms thing I'm like who are you it's like when you open up um, blinds in a dark room and mm-hmm. all the light comes in and it's a bit debilitating at first, but then kind of nice. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the feeling you get because you, you, you're not quite, you weren't expecting to like connect with the raven necessarily, but just to speak with it. Mm-hmm. But what happens is that you were kind of opened up to the raven's consciousness. And it's like crossing over the veil, except instead of uh, the other side, in whatever way that looks for you, you're seeing brilliance and mm. whiteness. And the uh, there is a single figure walking towards you in all of this brilliance. You almost lose yourself in this. Like mm. If you didn't know better, you just plug yourself into a virtual reality machine. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is kind of superimposed over reality, so you can kind of see the real world behind this, but it's... T- way too much to even focus on the real world right and this figure comes up and she is um kind of a, a short uh young woman wearing uh Im- impossibly ancient garb like she must have been walking out of medieval ireland or maybe older maybe bronze age ireland and uh her, her hair is just kind of beaded and um braided and it's sort of flowing behind her and she walks up to you just straight up and just sort of cocks her head and says "Ah, I didn't know how powerful you all were hi I'm Abigail who are you Mabbed oh I'm coming back for solstice great prepare our way it's becoming a bit intense now. Like you can't really keep this connection going. Otherwise you're right. just darkening a splitting headache, but you have a mm-hmm. moment or two. Yeah. Um, I don't think we have any people in your craft map. It's such an honor to meet you. I'm a big fan. I love like all the stuff that your people do, but I'm Hecate. I, I, you know, I can't help you. I can tell the others that you're coming though. We need the blood. And she pulls up this large rat. And with this sacrificial dagger, opens the rat up. 
and takes the reach in, pulls out the entrails, and shows them to you. Okay. And for um, an instant, you can see everything that's about to happen, but it leaves your mind the moment you see it. Okay. Um, I will relay that to my compatriots that we need blood and like will any rats do like i could just grab any rat or like other small animal the connection's lost that's kind of what you see and it's over it's a bit it's not that it's over it's just too much you can't really keep plugged in you have to unplug it's going to hurt too much yeah i've unplugged i'll make you roll if you want to stay in longer Uh, that way okay i'll roll let's find out let's see what happens which uh, which uh, skill? Um, good question. I think this is... Um, it, it, well, the question is, why are you wanting to stay in longer? I want to figure... Like, I am. I think that I want to get just one more question. I want to get that last question into map about, like, what kind of blood do you need? Can we just kill random mice? Is that going to work? You know. <laughs> right. Okay, so... Uh, I think this is just what, what you're trying to do is withstand the presence. So okay. let's call this protect, which is a mercy roll. Okay. Uh, and I only need to roll two. Yeah, of course. Uh, that is a ten. Okay. And the conflict with the Celtic goddess has been subdued long enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, you have narrative control. Uh, but again, uh, again, it's still subdued, so you have limited control. Right. So, so how I do think, you withstand it? I think that just as everything's starting to, to fizzle, like, um, Abigail reaches out her other hand and, like, nearly knocks over her water bottle. Uh, <laughs> Abigail reaches out her other hand and, like, is, like, reaching for more power from the other world. And... Um, the phone that has the Jocelyn connection just starts vibrating endlessly. But like she reaches out to with her other hand and grabs some power from the other world just long enough to keep everything open. Just just shout that last question at Mab, like does what she, kind of blood? Does she manage to take up Jocelyn's hand? Is it that far in? Oh that's that's cool. I like that. Yes. Okay. Yes. She finds she finds the hand of someone she assumes is Jocelyn. Let's okay. say that. And that gives you the extra oomph. Mm-hmm. And um, and so the the goddess uh, says simply, blood sacrifice, but it must be something that is sacrificed, not just any animal that will do, or not just any person, something or somebody that is important to you that you will miss. Otherwise, what is the point of sacrifice? Okay, uh, thank you for that. And that's when she finally lets go. She lets go of the hand. She lets go of the connection and everything. I think for, for uh, Albert, uh, uh, Emily, uh, Abigail was talking in uh, an ancient tongue. And if you knew Gaelic, you would recognize it. New. Um, um, and when you get your Al- hand back Albert's from the other questions. side, it's like frosty and sort of decayed a bit. I'm used to that, though. Yeah, I've had that happen before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, Albert. That was I just talked to uh, Map and uh, Map. Map. She wants. Describe her. She looked like just kind of a 
almost kind of like a like a like a young woman like younger than me maybe older than raven but younger than me and she had you know sort of long black hair and she was wearing like really old clothes like kind of irish which makes sense she's from there right yes what did she say she said that she's coming and that we should prepare the way for her and she would like a blood sacrifice which is something that has blood that we would miss uh and it means to be an actual sacrifice she showed me like how to do it on a rat but i'm gathering that like a rat is not gonna work this is troubling map is incredibly ancient and powerful are we transitioning into meeting do you need narrative control i think the momentum is um, we're going into meeting yeah if you need it sure yeah yeah um yeah that might be good let's do that <laughs> um huh okay um i'm going to text cabe but albert has a really old phone it's not a cell phone so he's taking a really long time and he has to put like push eight like three times just to get to the right letter and then he messes up and then he like space and then so he takes a while doing that um but he's trying to key cave into what's been happening in this whole queen mob thing um emily is there anything you want to establish before we jump too far in no i um it's clear that whatever's up with 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 Mab, um, she uh, it has something to do with Raven. Um, yes. So, uh, if Raven allows it, and if everyone else is okay with it, I think that I should be around all the time, and that kind of means that she has to come with me and live at home with me. Is it safe? Oh. The White Raven it's jumps very on safe. Abigail's shoulder. It's heavy. Oh, the, those claws are... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's safe. I know someone I can put you up with. And then I can be around to make sure you're okay. There's just uh, one thing I need you to do for me. Uh, you can't call me Abigail while we're there. What do I call you? Um, I guess just call me uh, uh, call me Madison. That was my high school nickname. And we'll just like pretend that like that's how you know me. You can call me, uh, yeah, just call me Madison. I don't want you calling me Mister Hawks or anything. That sounds weird. I don't like it. Okay. The uh, the Raven pecks behind your ear, pulls oh. out a gold coin, and drops it in your hand. It doesn't oh. have any insignia on it. It's just like a flat gold coin. Albert, does this mean anything to you? Um, 
I would like Albert to know, but I'm going to ask Chris, <laughs> what, <laughs> what would Albert know about this? Uh, well, it could be that uh, the Raven is compensating Abigail for taking care of Raven. Okay. Um, this white Raven, does Albert get the sense that uh, this is this is like an avatar of mob or does Albert not know that yet? It's just uh, from it, it's possible. Um, okay. Yeah. It's, it's too little to go on. And if it's something that you wanted to use magic for, uh, I could reveal it uh, in a meeting because yeah, that makes that's what meetings are for. So, right. Okay. Uh, um, on the surface, you don't know though. Okay. Um, it seems you've earned her favor. Raven looks up at the white raven and says, Oh, she's a she. Raven, what are your thoughts on your new white feathered friend? Uh, That she belongs to me. She's protecting me. Guiding me. Has she ever asked you to do anything... That may put you in danger. She doesn't talk. Or put others in danger. She doesn't talk. It's just a feeling. Um, Albert is going to read the skies one more time. He <laughs> doesn't like this, but um, he's going to do divination. Um, yeah, he wants to know um, what 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 the deal is. What happens if nothing changes here, and what's going to happen if... Okay, you don't need to roll, because we're in a meeting. Okay. Um, oh, right, I keep forgetting. Yes. So, uh, the, the White Raven mob is protecting her because she is a vessel for somebody else that's coming that needs... Body mm. is the wrong word, but a vessel. Mm-hmm. So they're preparing Raven to become to to hold another goddess or god. Hmm. Okay. So the future saying. Um, do I get a read of how Raven herself feels about it? She has no idea what, that that's what's going on. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Uh, yeah. He, uh, Albert's going to reveal that. <laughs> He's uh, he's going to share exactly that. Um, They're going to like possess her. Possession is a difficult word. No, you can't just hollow no, some. No. You can't just. You can't. They can't. I won't let them. They can take me before they take her. The white raven flies out of the room. Raven's now shaking her head as she's like realizing what you what you've said. Raven, this is your choice to make. I will never impose upon you what is right or wrong. Oh. I only wish that you know fully the decisions before you. Why me? Uh, Why me? I I don't want any of this. What happens to me? Very good questions. 
I suspect I, questions that your friend failed to answer for you deliberately. I think that I have something that will work in this situation. Um, I can protect you from spirits and map is quite a bit more than a spirit, but like it should give us enough of a warning sign that like we should be able to like hopefully jump in and help you. But yeah, I can protect you from evil spirits who want to take you over and all of that. If you'll let me do that, like I'll, I'll, it'll basically be like, we're putting a big bubble around you, a big force field. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. So we're going to move into, um, another chapter momentum. Things are moving quickly because there's only two of you. Um, but the meeting has been figured out, so you know what you need to do. Now you're going to do it. That's why we're in momentum. So um, is it a spell that you can just cast, or is it something that you need to prepare for? It is a spell that is in my bag of spells. So um, you can just do it. Now, uh, in general, I, uh, spells ahead. you should know in general, um, in immediate, I'm just going to do the spell, isn't as long-lasting or as effective as if you do take a long time and prepare and then do it. Uh, so uh, if this is something that you want to last for a while, there might be some extended preparation. Yeah, I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to prepare it tonight uh, at, at home when I take Raven with me to home. home. And um, I'm, go- I'm going to um, spend the night preparing it to uh, you know, use it on her in the morning. Okay. So um, when you take her home, you have an apartment or a house? Yes. um, I have um, I have the I have I have an apartment. Yeah. I was going to say I was going to say the apartment I share with my fiance, but I don't think we'd live together because of Christianity reasons. So uh, yeah, I think I have my own apartment, but it's in the same building as her as my fiance. Um, So we uh, see each other quite a bit. Nobody knows you have a fiance. No, nobody does. Raven's about <laughs> Raven's about to find out. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I assume Raven's about to find out. So yeah, I, I bring her back to uh, a house that looks like the uh, apartment of any uh, up and coming young pastor who's uh, you know dating a former homecoming queen and has a, a you know a, has all the cool new electronics exactly what you'd expect from any other red-blooded 25-year-old american male uh, on the way to the the apartment complex um before you go in the entire building is smothered with crows and ravens and all manner of that type of bird probably even some magpies it's like it's like the Hitchcock movie, but I mean the entire building is fun. It's 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 warming. It's almost like it was, it's moving. The building is moving because there are so many of these birds on there. And you come up to the door. I mean they're parting ways and letting you in, but they are all on the building. Do I get the sense that other people who live here can see this, or is it just? Raven and I from our magic site. Well, you can't really see anybody right now, so it's hard to say. Okay. It would obvi- it'd be obvious if they were, you know, there for sure. I'm going to text my uh, fiance who lives in the same building and say, are you seeing this? 
and it goes and, and she texts back w period t period f period so i'm gonna i'm gonna hopefully yeah this is a lot um and uh i'm letting raven into my apartment texting with the other hand um what do you think caused it uh you're asking your fiance this yeah i'm texting my fiance this i'm trying to play dumb (laughs) uh 5g question mark (laughs) uh yeah that's probably it uh abigail texts and lets raven in um shows sort of shows raven around there's a futon in the uh there it's a two bedroom and there's one that's an office and there's a futon in there and uh that's where raven can sleep but it is very hard to have that conversation because to, even if the crows are not all talking you can hear them like rustling against the building yeah the um white raven providence is on the sill of your window looking in should i raven do you want me to let providence in no 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 okay all right um you just go and and take care of whatever you need to take care of i'm gonna get started working on this spell i mean when i join like i i i'm pretty sure i can i think i can protect you like i yeah i can protect you and i i just am worried about like property damage but i think we're gonna be fine um, you just go take care of whatever you need to take care of. I'm going to work on this spell so we can uh, protect you even more. And she is now uh, her raven form and hiding in the best closet she can find. Yeah. Um, I think there is a, yeah, there, there's a nice closet and or bathroom that has like no window access. So. All right. So while that spell being prepared and uh, the birds are on the apartment, what's going on with Albert? Um, at this point, the mundanes, I think, have been kind of situated. They've got their places and they've got their rooms and basic supplies handled. Um, Albert is going to head upstairs to his room. He reaches for his walking stick. Um, and as he grabs it, he again kind of zones out. And he sees that same image, the the swirling mega tornado that's on fire and the flying shapes, the little dotted flapping forms, thousands and thousands of them being torn apart, incinerated. And he drops the stick, catches his breath and quickly uh, bundles up his cane uh, into some blankets, prize open some floorboards, and quickly buries his walking stick underneath the floorboards, moves his bed over it. The tag that says Albert falls down once again. And uh, we'll let that hang for a bit. Okay. See if anything else happens. We're still in momentum. Uh, the door to your apartment is uh, heavily knocked upon. I'm going to go check the peephole. Uh, is Alex Hale? Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Madison, open up. What? 
Yeah, uh, no, and I, I, I am, I'm back in, in guy mode, so I'm, yeah. I would, but like also in like, I'm, you know, getting ready to go to bed, you know, mm-hmm. sweatshirt and all that. So opening, hey, hey man, what's up? What's going on with all of these birds? Uh, I don't know. I think it's like, uh, I don't know. It's like, a, maybe this is what they do in the autumn. The, you know, I like, I've never lived here before. Maybe that's, that's what is going on. Is they I just, think they I just know flop. what's going on. I think I know what's going on. What do you think is going on? Well, pastor told me what you told him that you lied to him. What? We have not been talking about going to the halfway house, but now that I know you've been hanging out with them. I'm starting to wonder about you. Oh no, no! What hanging out with who? I we talked about this yesterday. We this is witchcraft, needed... Madison. And you're witchcraft? in on it. You're Witch- in on it. Witchcraft is witchcraft is not real, Alex. You know it's not real. You know that the power of Christ can, like outweighs everything anybody could do. So you are uh, confronting Alex Hale. Yeah. Um, and you're doing it to protect yourself, or are you doing it for another reason? Uh, I, uh, protection certainly makes sense, but let me just, just take a look here right now. Um, I want to... Um, yeah, I, I, it's either protect or um, make a stand, and make a stand doesn't quite fit. So, we'll do protect. Yeah, well, you could, because you're saying, you know, witchcraft doesn't exist. Quit acting like this is making a moral stand. And you're attached to old things. So if you'd rather use, uh, yeah, I'll make I'll make a stand. Let's do that. It's actually it's going to be a weaker roll, but that feels more to me like what I'm doing. Okay. Uh, that is a seven on the dot. All right. By the way, I forgot to give you a charm for that ten you got back there. Thank you. We're rolling so well tonight, Emily. It's awesome. I, I am. I, I've been in. So I've, I've been in Maiden, so I've been getting three bonuses for a long time. But uh, nice. yeah, I'm yeah. Doing, yeah. So um, he he kind of he he blinks at you for a second and then shakes his head and says, "Well, don't lie about me again. Whatever's going on between you and your father, going on between you and them, don't drag me into it." And that's that's when I'm I decide. Sick of this, Madison. Now. I expect oh. you to see you tomorrow uh, yeah, at the church, well, pulling your weight. Um, well, uh, that's the thing is, um, you know, uh, I was going to spend Thanksgiving with Megan. You know, I Megan didn't and know I. That. No, I, you're going to spend Thanksgiving at the church preparing. We, right, she's gonna like we're gonna we're gonna do the thing that we do at the church, and then she's gonna come get me. And um, then we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go to, to Bloomington. We're gonna have a, 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 a fiance's Thanksgiving. There's a white raven walking down the corridor towards your room, towards your apartment. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but thank you for your time. I really appreciate it, and I'm sorry that I dragged you into that. It must have been a miscommunication. I really thought you asked me to help. It's so good to see you, Alex. I gotta go. Are you closing the door? Yeah, I'm, I'm pushing the door closed. Like he could, he could stop me if he wanted to. Right. He turns around and he he, he he kind of does a little girl yelp, you know, as he sees a mm. large white raven <laughs> in the hallway. Oh, they got inside! Oh no! <laughs> kind of like keep his distance as he's walking around the raven and shakes his head and leaves. You are able to put a bit of a press on that momentum. 
So you're working on the spell all night. You wake up in the morning. Um, we'll keep it in the same chapter so you can cast a spell. Okay. So what does it look like? Uh, Raven, by this by the time she's in kind of in her morning attire as well, uh, and has calmed down since the night before. The mm-hmm. crows and the ravens and all of the other birds are gone. Okay. Um, it's like it didn't happen. Okay, um, and She's I'm just. Coffee. Thank you. That's so. That's so considerate, Raven. Um, so uh, I'm I'm getting this spell ready, and I I have been working out all night, so I'm super like black black circles around my eyes and hair kind of frizzed out. Um, but it is like a um, it is like a series of old runes that, like, assuming I do it correctly, will essentially be like tattooed into her skin like you wouldn't you can't see them but they're like spiritual tattoos so i'm like mixing around in a a little thing with a mortal mortar and pestle and uh then i'm going to like spread it across her skin and uh if it works then you'll watch you'll see sort of the runes sink into her skin and that hopefully should protect her from all but like the most powerful beings in the universe um yeah, uh, Raven. We're in a new chapter, so Raven has issues his back. Okay. Uh, can I have a, a f- flashback quickly? I oh, like sure. uh, a scene in which Albert has reached out to Joseph to have a very late night conversation over breadsticks at the Olive Garden. Okay. All right. So uh, uh, is, that, is that right? We can do that, and then the spell. Yeah. Um, so chronologically, this is going to be right after. Um, Albert does the thing with his walking stick. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, why don't we go back to that after the spell, even though it's cool. out of order? Um, cool. Because we'll switch chapters to mundane. Awesome. Uh, so anyway, so the uh, Raven has issues is the is the conflict you're confronting, and you are casting the uh, it's a merc- it's a maiden spell probably. It's a it's a crone spell. Oh, it it's is. a crone. It's a crone um, uh, blessing. Uh, the crone uh, blessings are sort of like yeah. Yeah. Blessings with a pointy stick. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm rolling two. Yes. Uh, this is a, a momentum. Ar- well, are you in crone? Uh, I had, yes, I, I, I was in crone. Um, I, I was, we didn't establish that, but I had yeah. been like, I, because so, I'm angry. And so. it's because this is the spell you're casting. The whole point of this was that. So yeah, mm-hmm. you, that means then in a, in a momentum chapter that you would get wheel on that magic because it's crone. Plus the okay. plus the uh, bonus. Okay. Um, oh boy, um, that is an. Oh god, uh, that's a six. <laughs> After all of that work, no. almost, <laughs> almost. So uh, when you. Just can't protect her. You're, ah. you're you're working the magic. Everything's doing according to plan. But instead of the runes you were expecting, um, the mark of a raven appears on your soul, on your spirit, and actually burns into your flesh as a tattoo. Um. Yeah. Uh. So I, I, I'm I, when I was applying it to Raven, that happened. Just to be clear. Oh, uh, oh, I thought it was happening on you. It happens on you. Okay, cool. I love it. Yeah, you're, mar- you're marked. Um, 
gonna be weird to explain that one <laughs> to the fam but where is it to get can i determine like that collarbone or? is where okay, I I okay yeah. cool all right well megan loves a bad boy yeah, above, above <laughs> your heart. um and i sort of look up at raven with like vague alarm and like we're gonna have to talk about this uh, i want to give joe his team now all right that that's a good place to cut we'll go back to uh the olive garden the night before <laughs> Um, this yes. is a mundane, so uh, your aspect is just going to give you the bonus, so whatever aspect you want to be. Um, yeah, I will be in Mother. And Joseph has his Bible. Uh, he doesn't mm-hmm. have his companions, it's just him. Right, yeah. Um, um, he's drinking cool. some herbal tea. Cool. Um, have you any plans for Thanksgiving? Well, we usually bring the soup kitchen in, some of the charitable foundations. We'll often come to the train station to set up uh, soup for the uh, for the residents there. Our coven helps with that. I couldn't help but notice there was a good number of people in need of supply, of shelter, perhaps a shower, warm bath, beds. All manner of lost souls come to the train station. Some of them would not want that. We have a place that's open for all. It would be an honor to host you and any who would like to come. All are welcome. Is this a peace offering? I was going to say olive branch, but then I was like, oh. (laughs) Consider this an olive branch. We have uh, more to discuss uh, with Cabe, who's working on these legal matters with us. Do not think it's prudent at this point for us to go into your hearth. I see. There is another issue I need to disclose to you. It's come to my attention that Queen Mob may be making a play to return during the solstice to corporealize herself, so to speak. The fairy goddess of antiquity? Yes. This makes no sense at all. Why would... Unless... Having seen the things you and I have seen, certainly what defies belief is a very low bar for us. Does this mean that more of the divine are intending to descend? I've been reluctant to see past that. But what, from what I've seen, this could be a very real danger. And if I'm being honest, I don't know that our hearth can protect everyone. We will need you Alone. When do the Seven Sisters arrive? They have been very vague about that, and I have not been in the mood to contact them, owing to some bad history. Oh, dear. Well, if we are the two covens in Salem, I pray for Salem. 
Now, is there anything you ever wanted to accomplish with him um, I, to change a behavior? I want, or to... So uh, I want him and his people to join us tomorrow. Okay. Uh, all right. So this is a um, uh, why? Wait, why? Protection, right? Yes. Okay. So this is um, a mercy role. Yeah. There isn't yeah. a conflict in play for this. You created the conflict by saying come. So um, I will need to make one. There really isn't even a subdued one we can use. Right. Um, the subtext to this, though, is um, I suspect there's going to be church people there. And I think Joseph would be a really good public face. Okay. Because he's a divine um, yeah. coven. Uh, well, I'm trying to think if if maybe... I think this is a navigate others. Is mm, doing, okay. Doing this as a calculus, not as a... Yeah, I'm trying to get something out of this. Okay. Um, and I need to create a conflict that actually escalates this beyond what it looks like on the surface. Give me a second here. Let's see. What can we do here? What wonderful thing can we do to the story? <laughs> what um, else can you do to us? <laughs> what else can we make Raven go through? A poor child. Um, okay. Okay, yeah, the conflict is Joseph is lying to Cave mm. on their dealings. We'll unpack that next time, but that's the conflict. Ooh, okay. I'd love if there's a conflict called birds everywhere. <laughs> it's still in play. It wasn't it's a, that sounds like a terrible pet store change. <laughs> 40 birds, percent birds, off birds. at birds everywhere. <laughs> okay. So, uh, okay. yeah, that's Navigate Others, which is, uh, and you said you were in Mother, right? I'm in Mother. Yeah, so you, you'll get that extra wisdom bonus. Okay, cool. Ooh, two sixes plus one. Well, that's a good roll. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's an exceptional roll. Uh, right? Now, Joseph lying to Cave, uh, that has happened, so you can't really resolve right. it. Um, right, but, that's cool. But we can subdue it. Um you also get a charm for your killer role there, yes. and um, and the outcome of it. You won't. You can't control what the lying is or what the dealing is, but you can control mm. his reaction. So, uh, how does he respond, and how are they going to go? You okay, have, have um, narrative control. How I'm going to frame it is: I'm letting him know that there could be something far more dangerous that threatens all of us. Whatever issue he's got with Cabe, we can table that. Like this is about. Let's let's make sure we survive this so that we can have whatever conflict he and I or whoever else need to have after. Let's just be there tomorrow and make sure that we get to do that. And That's so he it. Do, does he agree? I would say he agrees, maybe reluctantly, but I think he's going to prioritize the safety um, and and making a short term truce. He and I kind of already brokered a little bit of that when uh, with Raven. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, so yeah, he'll bring his um, his people over and maybe even some of those that would like the dinner, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and okay, good. Well done. Uh, so, 
We have just finished a mundane. Uh, we are. We have to deal with the fact that uh, Abigail was marked by. Yeah, this is great. Magic. This is great. So, um, how do you want to do that? Do you want to go into a meeting and kind of like work this out, or do you want to go on a mission to fix something? Guess I need to decide what you want to do next. Yeah, meeting sounds good. Yeah. Do you want to go back to the hearth, or do you want to call Albert to your place? Oh, I don't want anybody seeing my place that's not Raven. Okay. Um, I'm just, can we just, it's just the two of us. Let's just do it on the phone. We can, we can handle this on the phone. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, so, Albert, your phone rings. <laughs> it's Abigail. Yeah. He's holding his phone really far. He doesn't like being close to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I trust everything went well with you and Raven. Funny thing. Um, I have a raven tattoo on me now that wasn't there before. The spell I tried to cast to protect uh, raven kind of rebounded on me, and now I've got this. And then uh, she sends through a, a photo. Do photos work on your phone? Um, oh. I'm going to have to hang up the call and then look at it later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, But you can describe it to me for now. uh, It's just this weird sort of ridge, rigid. It's all green and black. And it's just, it's like a raven that's flying out of my body right at whoever's looking. It's really creepy. I don't like it. Do I need to spend a charm to know exactly what that is? Uh, Yeah, well, this is a... um a narrative control chapter. Okay. So you okay. don't need to spend a charm. I can just tell you the point of yeah. the meeting is to uncover information. So, um, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. If you want your character to know what that is, I'll just tell you. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It is, it is a curse. Okay. That if Abigail does use magic, uh, against, uh, any bird kind, magical divine or otherwise, it will come back upon her. Hmm. I relay that to her. It's also a curse um, that happens as a result of trying to do magic against the will of the person who made the curse. So it's kind of like a booby trap. Mm, like a defensive almost. Yeah. Okay. That's not ideal. It's, it's, it really is not ideal. Um, look, I got to go to the uh, church for a little bit. Um, I got to talk to some people there. I promised them I would. And then uh, Raven, <laughs> Raven, and I are going to head over to Bloomington. Um, and I might take another friend with me. She's she's cool. Don't worry. I fear for your safety. Uh, look, we have overcome so much other stuff. We got Raven out of the veil. Like we're going to be fine. We'll figure out a way to get rid of this curse, right? We always, this is the thing we do. We get into weird scrapes and then we get out of them. Curses from witches can be handled. We're dealing with a goddess. Yeah, we'll, we'll be fine. It'll be fine. Like I know everybody's scared, but what did I say? I said, I'd rather that they took me than that. They took Raven. And I meant that because I know I'm strong enough to fight them. Joseph will be here tomorrow. 
with a few people from his order. Should anything happen, we intend to make a stand here. It will be safe. Just know that you can always come back. Yeah, I just think Graven is... She's pretty freaked. I think it would be good for her to just get out of town for, you know, it's a pretty big... It might not have a lot of magical energy, but like, you know, all the people... I, I don't need to tell you. People get crazy about Thanksgiving. Uh, I'll, uh... Yeah. If you need to use magic, don't act against the ravens. Okay. Come back. Okay. I'll be fine. I'll be... I, I've got this. I've got this. I promise you, I've got this. And, like, Abigail's, like, hand is, like, shaking. <laughs> she so does not have this. But she wants to prove that she's not a screw-up. Um, so she hangs up and it's like, I, uh, finds Raven. It's like, I have to go over to harvest harvest Hills church. Uh, harvest home, harvest Hills, harvest something. Harvest Hills. Hills. Yeah. Harvest Hills church. I got to go, uh, over there. You can come with me if you want. Um, I got to go just pick up some stuff. I can't be alone. I don't want to be alone. What if they come back? I can't. Okay. I, I should probably okay. just okay. go to Earth or someplace that's... Uh, no, if you come with me, I'm only going to be in a couple minutes, and you can just, like, sit in the car. It'll be great. Okay. Cool. Um, what if you can't protect me? I'm, 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 I'm on top of it. Like, uh, everything's going to be good. Nothing's going to go wrong. Everything's fine. Um, I just, I just gotta go deal with this one thing, and then you and me and my friend Megan are gonna go to Bloomington, and we're gonna eat at the corner kitchen, and it's gonna be great. Okay. So, um, as you open the door, uh, we're gonna switch right into a mundane chapter, uh, because as you get to the parking lot, your father is waiting for you in his Chrysler. Hey, Dad. And he gets out, straightens his tie, looks at Raven for a moment. So you were heading to the church? Yeah, I'm I'm heading over to the church. uh, And then uh, Megan and I are taking, um, this is her little sister. uh, uh, This is her little sister, Rachel. And we're taking Rachel over to Bloomington to have Thanksgiving because Rachel doesn't have anybody else. And Christ told us to practice charity. Well, Rachel, you are welcome to join us at the church. We're going to have a fine Thanksgiving dinner there. Uh, I we expect to see the both of you there. Uh, okay, I'm sure. Uh, because we have responsibilities, don't we? we do but we also have responsibilities to the greater good and making sure that we are active in the community and helping its least fortunate like Rachel here alright Abigail is in a spot there's a conflict and you are rolling uh, navigate others which is a wisdom oh boy Okay. Um, and I, I, I didn't establish your aspect, so whatever your aspect is, you can have that bonus. I mean, let's just mother, say, so. yeah, let's just say I'm yeah. <laughs> I don't remember where I am. <laughs> uh, that's an eight. Okay. 
Well, uh, like every, like always, you're just going to do what you're going to do. So I suppose I'm just going to have to live with that. But I'm praying for you. Thanks, Dad. And he gets back into his Lincoln and drives away very upset. Uh, he's... Dad's on billboards and stuff, so like I, I, I don't know if Raven would know him, but oh yes, yeah. Well, she's been in the church, so she knows mm-hmm. him. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's a big church, though, so I don't think know that he would know her. Right, right. I just mean like she, like like I try to keep my true identity a secret, uh-huh. yeah. from everybody. So yeah, okay. So she, she's looking at you, open mouthed, like yeah. Um, about that that is um you can't tell anybody that back at the house which yeah i know i know father is pastor yeah yeah i mean i thought maybe you'd know from my last name um he well i'm supposed to take over the church and yeah there are a number of reasons why that's going to be difficult but I'll just stay like, here while you go to the church. I'll just stay here. You sure? Yes. Okay. Here's the keys. Uh, put yourself in. Do you want me to have my friend Megan come over? Yes. Okay. I will uh, just you just tell her your name is Rachel. Um, and uh, yeah, I text Megan and tell her to go over. Kind of sort of explaining the situation. <laughs> of why I have a teenage girl in my apartment. <laughs> Um, teenage goth girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, but, uh, hopefully she, I mean, I do work with the youths, so hopefully she buys it. (laughs) She likes you enough. I think just trust you implicitly. I hope. Um, all right. So let's go back to Albert. And, um, I mean, the game's moving really quickly because there's only two of you. So we're probably going to go to montage soon, even though it's only nine o'clock. Um, so what what are you doing at this point? Uh, the next morning after your meeting with Joseph, um, you've just had this call. Uh, you know that people yeah. are going to be coming. You still don't know where Mel is. You still don't know where Cave is. Yeah. Um, Albert is feeling very trapped and desperate. He's been wrestling for some time now with, um, with feeling the powers surging. Um, he's seeing a lot of what could happen in the coming weeks and none of it looks good and he hasn't been wanting to talk about it or even admit to it but um he goes over to where he had covered it up his uh walking stick he moves his bed aside pries open the floorboard looks at the staff and he decides that it's time that he reach out to his mother because he doesn't know how to handle this kind of power. Um, He's going to reach out through the veil to see if he can make contact, which is dangerous. All Um, right. Uh, I kind of leave it to you. Is this going to be a montage or do you want this to be like a menace? We can let's montage it for now. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He reaches out and, um, they make contact, and there is just uh, animosity on both sides. And Albert is kind of approaching this with the same mentality that he used to reach out to Joseph. It's there's something more important 
that we need to discuss. And whatever was between us, we'll just have to wait. Um, he doesn't know what the response is going to be, but he's he's kind of made that imprint into the ether. Um, he so knows that as much. So your mother is a spirit? Well, my mother's very much alive. Oh, okay. But you're re- you're talking to her through the. What I'm, I'm, it's like the it's like the, the dark web. Yeah, the, right. The the, yeah. the veil FaceTime. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So, um, what is it that you want to know from her, or what are you talking um, to her about? For many many years, Albert's been holding on to a spell that he and his mother have been charging and preparing a spell that never fired it's a very destructive spell um albert's concerned that with everything going on he might slip his end of the trigger and he wants to know that that's not going to be an issue he's also suspicious that his mother might actually want this to happen Hmm. do we get to see your mother uh in this in this scene uh, it's through the veil, so it's just an imprint, and all that we see is there's, there's just this presence. It's a roiling storm. It's a giant thunderous uh, storm. It's a mega tornado, basically, and it's exactly that picture that Albert's been seeing. It's a giant swirling, thundering, flaming tornado with debris and buildings and all manner of things just being destroyed. And that's does kind of li- like her presence. Message received is the imprint I get back. Okay. It's like, okay, I acknowledge that you tried to reach out. <laughs> that's kind of like through the ether, it's like just that's the only impression I'm getting back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and can we do a montage with Abigail at the church? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, Abigail, I got to think of what happens there. Abigail walks in, and the first thing she sees is a giant portrait of her father and mother. That's like na- the new thing that's like being hung up today. Like, as like the, and that's why, every, like, and she kind of, I don't know if she knew about that or if she forgot about that, but that's, oh, right. They want all of the, the, the Hawks kids there. Um, and uh, I think I think Abigail is the oldest of four, um, uh, two girls and two boys. But everybody thinks Abigail's a boy, so everybody thinks it's three boys and, and one girl. They're inaccurate on that point. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so her two younger brothers and her younger sister, who's the youngest of them, are there, uh, standing, sort of watching the portrait be hung up, and um, her dad's there. And she suddenly realizes, like, oh, she's going to have to stay here a while because, like, this is not just about preparation. This is about how her family's still grieving. And um, she's already said goodbye to her mom. (laughs) Boom. That's great. That's great. Okay, I know it's early, but that was the arc today. I mean, we definitely found a nice closing spot. Um, and the game went quick. It does when there are fewer people, so that's fine. It'll be uh, nice for the listeners to have a short session every now and then. Uh, so we hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back on June 8th in two weeks. I can't believe how 
quickly time seems to be going, but at the same time, stalling entirely, you know? Like, it feels like infinity, and then all of a sudden, it's another year. I know a great website you can read some articles on about that. Uh, psychology at play, probably. Uh, well, and from from uh, Emily Vanderwerf, one of my favorite writers. I've heard of her. She's famous. <laughs> Very famous. Uh <laughs> I'll check that out. So um, if you want to catch us, uh, then we'll be live again like we were tonight on June 8th um, with Fullcast. We will have uh, all of the other episodes if you need to catch up at happyjacks.org slash Witch. And if you want to find all of the other APs on Happy Jacks, uh, go to happyjacks.org slash shows. Uh, so that's it for tonight. Uh, close it out, Joe and Emily. Yeah. Hi. Thanks for watching tonight. Uh, my name is Emily Vanderwerf. You can find me on Twitter. That's the best place to keep up with all my shenanigans. Twitter.com slash Emily VDW. Emily VDW. Um, uh, my writing appears at Vox. And uh, I'm also the co-creator of the fiction podcast Arden. And our second season is debuting in in early June. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah. That's all that's happening. Uh yeah, right now. Oh, and I'm in this game every other Monday. It's great fun. Uh, hi, y'all. I'm Joe. Um, you can find me at Joe Love Stories. Um, and since this has now become a thing, I'm, I'm going to introduce a new hashtag. Um, tag me at Level the City if you want to see <laughs> Albert go nuclear, or hashtag Save the City if you think Albert should. <laughs> We, we, as viral marketing for this show, when you tweet about this show, please also tag the Olive Garden. Like, yes, that and is the, the Olive Garden. Like Special to thanks neutral to the Endless Breadsticks. Uh, the Endless Breadsticks have been... Uh, endless the Breadsticks and Peace Among Witches. Yes. Yeah, the, the proverbial and literal Olive Branch sometimes. Um, <laughs> I withheld it, <laughs> thank but you all so much. It. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, so yeah, thank you all so much for watching. I hope you're enjoying. Um, and I'm looking forward to being back in two weeks, which seems like such a long time. I'm having so much fun. But thank you so much. Okay, well, that's it for now. Um, I don't think the calendar's been updated, so check out the website if you want to see the most recent calendar. Uh, but we're going to sign off. And I have to remember how to do that. Oh, yes, I remember. Here we go. Bye.